Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Level Up Podcast uh, from agent to entrepreneur. I'm Brendan Payne. And today we've got an incredible guest out of Canada, although she serves all of North America and some of the top agents in all the major brands, Miss um, Kathleen Black. And welcome to the uh, Welcome to Level Up podcast, Kathleen. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to kind of connect with everyone listening. Yeah, I think that uh, you've got a great story and I know a lot of stuff to, uh, to share with the group. So um, before uh, any any other things that we dive into, can you just um, give us a little bit of breakdown? I know you started as a producer and have grown through the entrepreneur process um, into uh, being a business owner, a professional speaker, a coach, and focusing on teams. And you've got the, uh, I know you're the, the founder and the host of the Ultimate Team Summit. So just kind of bring us up to speed from where you began to how you got to where you are today. Sure. Well, I mean, I, I began actually with investment properties. That's where I uh, got into real estate, kind of uh, a lot of sweat equity and uh, turning them into multi-units and eventually getting my real estate license um, within the first Z top 1% on our, our board and top 1% on um, Toronto Real Estate Board, which actually is still the biggest board in North America. We have a massive number of uh, agents. I think we're, we're going to eventually hit that 60,000 wow. agents on that board. So there's a lot of competition there. Um, yeah, and then started to get into coaching. Um, I ran the first team-specific coaching company in real estate for Canada for about five years. And then I sold my half of the shares for that company and have had this company four years now in December, um, which is where Ultimate Team Summit came from. We really wanted an event to bring, you know, the team culture, team mentality, which is the entrepreneur mentality, I, I believe, or part of it yeah. um, in real estate and bring those people together and, you know, focus on leverage and systems and performance and see what we could achieve, which is, has been fantastic so far. Awesome. So let me ask you on the, um, the, because I guess maybe even 10 years ago, and you, you might've been uh, dealing with it a little bit uh, sooner than that, but I don't know that 10 years ago, there was a lot of conversations around teams and stuff. It's kind of something that evolved. I think maybe when the market shifted a little bit and, you know, maybe people were having a little trouble on their own. And, and so people were kind of scooping them up. And uh, how did you decide to make that one of your niche? Was it by default or by design? A bit of a bit of both. I mean, I got into real estate. I went on to a team, and I think you're absolutely right. This is 11 years now for me. You know, full time doing team coaching and you know nurturing team expansion. And uh, you know, 10 years ago, team was certainly still a bad name. Like we had to watch yeah. our marketing because a lot of people didn't like teams brokers. Well, not all of them. That would be a lie. But a lot of them really weren't. I don't know. They didn't like them. They were unsure about how the team model would uh, sit within the broker brokerage model. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it has shifted quite a bit and the team that I was working with was starting a coaching company. So I was kind of involved in some, you know, arm's length at the beginning and coaching businesses like restaurants, uh, you know, three of them don't succeed. Uh, it's a pretty tough business and you know, they got in trouble kind of quickly and two owners moved away and I decided I like a challenge. So thank goodness, you know, turning a, um, turning a struggling business around really preps you to start a business without, you know, any debt weighing you down. So it felt like uh, flying starting this business compared to turning one uh, around that we had to be so careful uh, with every decision, right? Financially. 
so yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that it was only the market. I think people also had a taste of something more. I mean, real estate, it has developed into requiring so many more skill sets of us and so much more of our time and expertise. And I think it's harder than ever to be great at all things. And yep. team allows us really to, you know, leverage other people's genius. Yeah, that's, there's, that's a very true statement. I, I can see how the business has evolved in, in even the last eight to 10 years. And it's really, if you're the individual agent that's going out there and trying to do everything on your own um, without support, either from your company or your team, which might be, you know, as big as some of the companies that are out there, then yeah, it's just the, the expectations are so high and none of us are great at everything. So I think you're spot on there that uh, it takes a kind of takes a village in this business for sure. So, um, so you have, you've kind of expanded out in, on the production side, then, are you still kind of involved in that or you've completely gotten out of the individual production or just doing the coaching? And, and stuff? Sales. Uh, well, I coach our coaches now, right? So we have a team of coaches. Like I do a very small amount of strategic coaching, like probably under two hours per week. And then I speak at conferences and events and things like that. Because I mean, I think it's important just like our everything we've done to build our business is the exact same systems and models that we support our team member, our team coaching clients, right? To build yeah. Um, so I've kind of leveraged out into expanding the brand the same way that we would nurture, you know, a team leader uh, to do that. So yeah, the coaching now at this point, we're, we're helping other people so we can help a lot more clients expand. Okay. So no doubt in you, not only your own experience and the people that are close to you on your team, um, but also your clients that you're talking with now, there's, um, th I think there's something that's different between the agent that comes in and decides to, you know what, take this beyond just doing some deals and maybe making a really nice career and, um, and taking advantage of any number of opportunities that comes up in this industry. So what do you think is at the core of somebody who kind of decides, you know what, I see some opportunity and I'm going to take off from there? Yeah, I think it's clarity. And I just realized I didn't answer the rest of your other question, but I, and the same reason. So I am still licensed technically and, you know, very rarely. I actually partner with people we coach when I have a client um, right. because I coach people in the area and they run the exact same systems as me. So long story short, I can easily work with people seamlessly now because sure. we operate uh, the same way. But you know, what is the difference of somebody who, you know, does a few sales here and there versus builds an actual like structured business? I think first of all, it's, it's, you know, being in the team space, it's been a major mind shift for me to realize that, you know, it, everybody believes they have a business, right? They're like, we're making money, you know, I'm selling a few houses, they believe they have a business. And you know, who am I to come and go, well, you need to build a proper business. Because in my head, I'm like, you can't scale, you can't expand, you're going to get bottlenecked. But in their mind, they're like, what do you mean, right? I'm making mm -hmm. money. So you know, I think uh, one of the big things is number one, clarity on what you want, what your position is in the industry and what you want it to be, you know, two years, five years, 10 years from now, that gives you a massive edge. Some people love selling, you know, whatever it is like on our local board here, I said a lot of competition where almost 80% of agents are selling four homes or less per year. Yeah. Like when you, when you take on expenses, I mean, that's not really a great livelihood. It's okay, but it's not right. great. Um, so, you know, what, what's the difference with them versus the top 1% who are pretty much all partners in teams, they all have support and yeah. they're selling, of course, you know, majority of, of the homes. So a, they have clarity, uh, B, I think that they've created an abundance. You know, I'd love to say that a lot of people start teams because they're visionaries and they love systems and they're implementers because those people build great teams. 
like if I make it to a family dinner, I'm on my phone all the time. My yeah. family's complaining. Like my business is so successful. It's literally out of control, right? Like it's taken all parts of their lives. And that's where we often find people, it's pain, the business becomes painful enough for them to make some changes, right? And actually do something about it where they hit those points or like, I'm not willing to live like this anymore. And there's a lot of big teams who have been built that way. Um, you know, it's human nature, right? A lot of people will make um, the necessary strides when they're in a lot, 80% of people, when they're in a, a lot of pain in their situation versus only 20% of people will do it to create, you know, that better life. And they're usually our, our systematic implementer drivers, right? Like they're already going there anyway. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And, and I love that. That's so very true. You're either every decision we make, is either driven by getting us closer to something that we want, which is very few people. Most of us are driven by like getting away from the pain, whatever it is, the uncomfortable, the, the, what we don't have that feeling. So being able to identify that is, is uh, critical and use that to, to drive them forward. So um, you mentioned something in there with being so busy. Sometimes you see, you see a certain level of success and then you don't have a life and there's a, I think there's a, there's a point where once you get far enough in the business where, you know, okay, I'm stabilized and I can actually make a career of this. I see so many people get caught up in that period of time where it's, they're just tacked out. They're just working so much because maybe that's they feel like they're the, they're the best at every part of the job. Maybe it's fear of scaling. Maybe it's fear of staff or taking on other responsibilities. But how do you get people past that? Because the ones that have moved past it have realized that the business, the more volume and more transactions that you do, typically the business continues to get easier. Are you finding the same thing? Yeah, I think I think people underestimate, you know, the snowball effect or momentum of a, a business that's driving forward. Like I know when I started this business, I was terrified because I had sold my shares. I'm a single parent. And I kind of went, oh my gosh, you know, like it's it's do or die kind of thing. And I said, okay, two two years, put your head down, work. I mean, we out we surpassed even like my like dreamiest loftiest goals in the first two years because you put your head down you focus and you work for an extended period of time and wow like you're going to create some pretty great momentum there and we wrote that for for two years but yeah i i think it's that you know we have all these dreams and wishes when we get into real estate which might initially just be pay the bills you know go on a vacation have some mm -hmm. money aside for my kids to go to university the typical stuff but I think there's also, you know, like um, maybe a recreational property or a dream vacation or, you know, having a bit more time with my family because I've built this business that should be paying me, you know, enough income. And what I find is the mindset of when we're building in the real estate business is almost creates like this is not the right term, but almost creates like a residual effect. It's like the scarcity of building in a competitive sales industry creates the scarcity mindset that people hang on to even when they're no longer in scarcity. So it's like now you have this abundance and you're still not going on the vacation. You're not yeah. spending the time. Like you have money, but you're not wealthy, yeah. right? You're not living a lifestyle you're happy with. And that's when people come to us and they're like, I'm going to either leave the business or we have to change it. Like I'm, yeah. they're literally so fed up. And I think it's that we work really hard on that transition from GCI mindset, which is self-employed versus, you know, business mindset, which is net money. And as soon as I can start to see people switching the hat and having the bird's eye view on their business, then we can have a lot of fun. 
because now they can see the different hats they can wear. Now we can show them how they can leverage in a way that is less risky for them, makes them more money and gives them more time versus when they're still in that GCI mindset, all they see is, oh my gosh, this is going to cost me money right? Like I'm going to be making less money because I'm going to be paying for somebody to help me. And it's like, no, you're going to make more money. What you're doing now is risking you your future and your time in your life that you want to enjoy. But it's a tricky hat to switch. But once you switch it, man, you can, you can have fun, right? It's a life changer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree there. I think there's two, two things in there that, um, that you brought up are really important. One is realizing that you have to, as your business grows, then you should actually be doing less in your business. That's, that's, a, that's part of the payoff of doing um, what you need to do to scale because you cannot do it all. The other part is looking at the, the things that you're doing, whether it's staff or systems or investments, coaching is one of those. If um, you're just spending money without looking at it from a return standpoint, it is an expense line. You hire somebody, you don't take the extra time that now they're giving you back in reinvested in some income generating things, then it's an expense line on your P&L. But if you can hire something or, or set a system up and get a positive return, you can do that forever. Everybody will invest $10 to get 15 back. But boy, you're right. Sometimes taking that first step and understanding like, all right, I got to put a little bit out there in order to get some back can be really tough. Yeah, it's like give yourself a promotion. You know, you have a real estate license and there's something that you're really good at. Otherwise, you wouldn't be expanding into a team. So let yourself do more of what you're really good at because it's worth a lot more hourly than what it's worth doing all these unlicensed tasks, which we get stuck doing, right? Mm -hmm. So I say like no one else is going to give us a promotion in, in sales. We have to promote ourselves and go, hey, I'm really good at this. Like I'm depriving my business and my clients of more of my like A plus time because I'm spending time in things that A, I'm probably not that great at, don't make me happy, deplete my energy. And yep. you know, it's not their worth less in the world. They're, they're worth a lot to our business, but financially they're worth less. So you're exactly right. If I can invest $10 and get 15 back, I, I think you're actually going to get a lot more back if you leverage uh, properly. But yeah, it becomes, it becomes a no brainer. I agree. So I see a lot of the, a lot of the teams, I think, um, and I want to get your opinion on this. I, I see a lot of the, where the teams fail or where they go different directions is maybe there's not a good understanding in terms of the value that the team leader is giving to the people on the team and vice versa. So at some point in time, if there's not a clear, uh, a clear conversation of here's the give and take, here's the value on both sides, then things seem to split off. I know very early on, um, I, 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 without you know, just trial and error, had that same scenario. So um, beyond that, what do you think are some of the biggest, like is, is that the biggest challenge of why people that are starting them aren't finding success in them is just not, you know, maybe hiring people and calling it a team for the wrong reasons. I just want them to do the stuff I don't want to do anymore. Well, yeah, like we know the majority of teams don't thrive. Like there are teams everywhere, right? So yep. people think, okay, you start a team, you're going to make all this money. That, that's not true. A lot of people try to start a team and it's a lot of aggravation. They're making less money. They have less time than ever. They're frustrated. Sure. They're like, what the heck? I brought on these people. Now I have to be with them and do what I always did. This isn't working. 
Um, so I think it's, it's a business, like you're building a business. There's a reason why when you get, you know, Canada, Tim Hortons or a McDonald's or a Burger King, there's a reason why people invest in franchise structures because they want something that works and they want to skip over recreating the wheel, the trial and error, right? So mm -hmm. the top teams that I know or that we've worked with have all invested in getting that franchise concept who already knows how it works. How can I get it in place and get it making money? So I have a cash flow as quickly as possible. Sales people should make you money. They should make mm. themselves money and they should make the team money. If we're bringing on salespeople and they're not selling, you're just taking on overhead and time and, and expenses basically. Yeah. So, you know, I find um, you're absolutely right. A lot of the team leaders I think don't, um, and I'm not saying all by any means, but a lot that we work with, like they don't pause long enough to say, okay, what value am I offering to the public from an agent's perspective, not from my perspective? How can I communicate that? You know, we spend all this time perfecting listing presentations and buying presentations. Like you're a team leader, your client or your agents, yep. like recruitment, you need that presentation and it has to be really value rich and it has to make sense for the agent. And that's our number one biggest skip mistake initially. Um, so that's one of the top three, like our top three, like killers of uh, teams are number one compensation, a structure which doesn't take into account the team leader one day not selling or selling less and being compensated as a team leader now and profiting as a, a business so that you can survive. The second one, training, you know, creating those bullseyes so your salespeople can make money for themselves, make money for the business and, and spread your reputation and values in a way that you're comfortable, confident with. Um, and the third one is uh, recruitment. So having a system that, you know, sometimes like when, when it's leadership by fire, like when I, if I'm underwater, I just want to breathe. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I have no time and my spouse is saying like, basically I'm going to leave you and my kids are like, I don't even know what you look like anymore. Mm -hmm. It's going to be on your team. It can seem like this perfect miracle solution. And often it's, it's just not right. Yeah. Because they're, there, there are so many great ways to assess the right hire and recruit. And a lot of it has more to do with us, like how we communicate our value, how we set expectations for those people. And when somebody sets up at, you know, shows up at the door, there can be miscommunications and often they expect something and you expect something and it doesn't match. And yeah. we haven't communicated well and it ends in bad feelings and somebody leaves and it's just a bunch of wasted time, right? For everybody. Yeah. Yeah, everybody goes backwards, and that's the that's a critical part. Is there are there are people that are made to be team leaders, and there's people that are made to be team members. And when both people understand their role, and I think also have an idea of what the exit strategy is at some point down the road, is this something that's going to be forever? Or are we going to re, are we going to revisit this? And when those conversations take place, everybody's going the same direction, and the investment then the team leader makes, they see that the investment's going to bring a return. And the team uh, member is seeing the same thing. So th that's, that's a big piece of it. Otherwise, you know, we all have egos and the egos, uh, they show up and in the middle of the stress. So that, that's usually uh, when it comes up. Yeah, absolutely. So from an agent's standpoint, because we're, you know, everybody's, most of the people that are going to be listening are either agents or they're going to be trying to get some message to their own agents. What's your take on right now, some of the biggest challenges that agents are facing? A lot of disruption in the market. A lot of things are changing with tech. A lot of things are, um, you know, a little bit different than they were in the past. In the middle of that, um, every little market's got their shift that might be happening. Some have already happened. Some are about to. Some we might be, you know, in the middle of it. What are some of the couple, the couple two or three of the challenges that you're seeing right now that, um, that agents across North America are dealing with? We've had a huge increase in 
the agents who reach out to us or connect with us or join teams both right across our network because the traditional kind of repeat and referral system that they built their business on and bringing not all of it, but a lot of it is actually pre-internet, right? Our world has changed. Our inner, our, our uh, industry has changed and they're finding that they're having difficulty, not only competing, but they're missing the competition step. So what's happening with all these technology changes is that it's really advancing our prospecting phase or our sales, our sales, um, what is the word? Our sales phases, right? It's advancing them even before that repeat and referral. So yeah, so a lot of people who are kind of used to getting that call of, hey, you helped my mom or you helped my friend or, hey, you helped us last time, the marketing services that are out there are connecting with your clients before they're yep. even ever going to think about reaching out to you. So they're having difficulty where they're like, if I'm lucky, I'm getting to compete, but I haven't had a buyer presentation. I haven't had a structured listing presentation. I always just kind of went and served them and they picked me and there was a loyalty basis of it. And that's been, I think, very tricky for individual agents because how do you have the money for that level of marketing and to convert it and do the prospecting and show up and have the training to be like top top best of the best and compete with a team member who all they have to do is be good at the face-to-face -face. like they're spending all their time on that one piece and they're leveraging the results and marketing of a team structure so it's vehicle I think that change so we actually work with more and more individual agents or agents who are like I don't want a team but I'll do like a boutique style to set up so that they have the leverage that teams have, but they're structuring themselves more for, you know, um, in whatever, like higher, it, whether it is higher client service or not, it doesn't matter. They're structuring mm -hmm. it with that message, like with a boutique message. So that that's been difficult um, because again, the technology is advancing when people who are investing in um, online marketing are going to be connecting with those opportunities. And um, that's been one of them. I think the other that'll be interesting, like in Canada, we haven't had Zillow until recently. We haven't had some of the same structures that uh, the U.S. has had. So we've been kind of sheltered with, you know, the exposure of our statistics as agents. And that'll be a really interesting one, I think, um, for the team versus individual model, because it gives a great opportunity to kind of structure again, like elevate our license, you know, a lawyer, a doctor, accountant, like you're, you're, you're going to go under an established professional. You're going to yep. learn, you're going to work your way up to being a partner and um, exposing some of these statistics will really give us the chance to have these hubs to nurture talent and professionalism instead of, you know, as many people just want a real estate license. But you know, if you're selling four homes a year compared to somebody selling 60, 80, like we have multiple people on teams who sell hundred homes a year. Like the, the, the level of expertise is just going to be different. Like yeah. It's just a, a given, right? Yeah. Yeah. The perception there for the public, you can't get away from that. That's what they're, you know, they're going to, they're going to perceive that even though you've got great intentions and might do a great job, you're fighting a perception from the very beginning. For sure. Yeah. So one of the things that, that you mentioned early on is something that we've been talking about. In fact, we've just done, we've had almost every day the last week in one of our offices, we've been doing 2020 business planning. And one of the things that we have just been absolutely hammering home with our agents is, and it revolves around the conversation of databases, but it's exactly what you were talking about. Agents have to understand right now that the people that called you, that were your friends, family, acquaintances, your raving fans, all of those people that two or three years ago were, it was an automatic, oh, of course they're going to do business with me. Those people are being inundated with other, um, with other content, with other value pieces, with other things that are offering them something that at some point they're going to come to you and say, listen, I still want to do business with you, but you got to match this. Or 
hey, I'm going this direction. I'm interviewing three people. And you're like, wait a second, I've done 10 deals with you over the last 20 years. That's already happening. And if you aren't ahead of that and realizing that, then you're thinking you've got this database of people and it's not there anymore because the tech companies are, they are becoming the household name for them. They're taking that mind share away from them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and so, they're increasing the value of those opportunities, right? Because the reality is, I mean, I'm, I'm skewed because I'm, I come from a team bubble. So I'm the opposite, right? Like I'm with, okay, this is what we can achieve. So I mean, for teams, what those online opportunities were worth and what they're, what they can turn them into is massive versus, you know, an individual agent just trying to get a couple of deals from it. Like the tech companies are going, wait a minute, the people who know how to work with and convert these colder leads, this is worth this much to them. Yep. Whereas individual agents worth this much. So wait a minute, like we're going to take that profit margin and we're also going to do some quality control because these agents are going to be on it. They're going to convert more and it's going to be better reviews and responses for our platform. Right? So yeah, it's, it's all really interesting shifts. And I agree with you, like having your past clients still hear from you and getting content from you and touching base, but also realizing, yeah, the competition's there. We have to be able to show our value for sure. Yep, absolutely. So tell me what you've got coming up in 2020. What are you working on? What's going to be new for, um, for uh, the Ultimate Team Summit and for Kathleen Speaks? Yeah, well, Ultimate Team Summit is every November. So every year, um, it's, it's, a, it's a top performance event. So it's, it's a team summit, but we actually have a lot of individual agents and brokers who come to it. Teams bring all their sales agents, their admins. So everybody gets a custom agenda, which is kind of cool. So this year, we have 37 different sessions. We have 35 different speakers. About 60% of the people attending are on teams who do 100 deals or more, or they personally do. So it's a pretty cool like networking opportunity just to talk to other people and be like, hey, how are you doing? this and how did you figure this out so we have mastermind sessions for you know the sales agents the support team the team leaders and the brokers and then 100 deal plus mastermind as well just because they need that time to connect so um, our thought process every year is to evolve it into kind of a multi-sensory experience. We're saying we want people to be just as inspired as they are informed and you know getting up and feeling like they're aligned and they're confident and they're powerful because you know, you can have the best systems in the world and still like 5% of people will do anything with them. Right. Yep. And that's not what we want. So we want people to feel strong enough to kind of put things in, into action. So, you know, ultimate team sum is every November. So 2020, we'll be ramping that up again. Um, I have a book that's coming out in 2020, uh, as well among our, around our philosophy of top 1% life. So a couple of years ago, we really switched our vision because, being clients who had come to us and said, Hey, we want to build, you know, this top 1% team and we want to, you know, reach these crazy goals and they reach them and they're having health issues. There's massive stress. They don't have time. And I just kind of something in me, I was like, this isn't cool. Like this isn't what we signed up for and this isn't yeah. what we want to mirror back. So we really did some massive shifts. We've always been very holistic, but we did some massive shifts where it's like, no, we will build a business. The goal is to get to that life, not to get to the top 1% business. And that's been an amazing shift um, for us. So the book is coming out uh, about that and helping people to expand and really step back into quality life, which I think real estate can give us very, very well if we set it up properly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is if you can, if you can have both, don't trade the, uh, don't trade the, the lifestyle just for the top line because the top one won't be there eventually or nobody will be there to enjoy it with you, one or the other. That, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Stress is... Uh, a killer, literally, right? So yeah. like, let's set it up to enjoy our lives. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. 
Awesome. Well, this has been great. I think there's some some really good nuggets in there that I think people are going to be uh, are really going to enjoy. If somebody wants to get a hold of you or find out a little bit more about uh, the things that you do and you offer in the summit and stuff like that, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, um, our website is it takes dot team, and on there you can actually do a bunch of cool stuff. You can do an instant business assessment that's going to kind of assess your business for different components of leverage to make sure that you're not hitting a cap. Um, you can request a strategy call with us, and it legitimately is a strategy call. You can do a call assessing the financials of your business because if you're expanding into a team, you probably want to look at an economic model that's going to serve you. And you can find out about all of our events and our online programs, all that fun stuff there. So yeah, we'd love to connect. Follow us on uh, social media, Kathleen Black Coaching Consulting, and we're, we're happy to uh, chat anytime. Awesome. And I know from looking at your um, your websites and in some of your social media and stuff like that too, that you are um, into, you are a disc trainer and NLP. So if you are a team, if you're an agent, then, and you haven't heard the term or done anything in terms of uh, NLP training, that's something to put on your list. And if you are a team or you're doing any type of leadership, this training is absolutely, uh, is going to be gold for you and uh, being exposed to both of those. So, um, Kathleen, thank you so much again for getting on and um, I appreciate your time. And uh, as always, uh, I'm Brendan Payne. You can uh, connect with myself through um, Facebook Messenger is usually the best one. And same for Greg. So uh, until the next time, thanks again, Kathleen, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Bye.